Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Holy one accord, waiting for the promise of the Spirit of the Lord. One hundred and twenty gathered in one place. Heaven prayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. This is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saved the Lord. They've had too much to drink Peter said these men are not drunk As you suppose Here comes the preaching And the will begin to flow They cried out men and brethren What shall we do? Repent and be baptized Every one of you Everybody, this is Pastor Bob and the Tell It Like It Is radio show coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota tonight from the studios of KDIX. You can be listening on KDIX AM right here in Dickinson, or you could be listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 or KDIX's website, which is KDIX.net. I've got people texting me already. Now, some of you that are texting me that are longtime listeners, I don't know who you are because my phone quit on me on Wednesday and I had to get a new phone. So 
So some of these numbers don't make any sense to me, but I do have so far Lori from South Hart. I'm not sure if she's in South Hart or South Dakota. But we've got Lori listening tonight. I've got Carl and Jeannie listening somewhere in Texas tonight. Got Connor listening, and he's right in the studio. He texted me in the studio with me. Is Abe running the controls? Connor running um, running security, and we've got uh, we've got Lori, my wife, is in the uh, studio as my number one cheerleader, and and I've got a granddaughter, Jackie, in the studio too. We've got uh, the Schulers listening up in um, Grafton. And uh, like I say, some of you, I don't know who you are. Uh, ben uh, Simons is listening. He preached at our church today, did a great job, and they're on their way to Minneapolis. Oh, no, this is Danny that's texting me. Okay, Danny, that's Danny Simons. That's a girl I know. And then we've got uh, Helen listening from Dickinson, and um, and then uh, the Torres family, they're listening. Uh, we've got some stoners and some Lomans listening up north of Belfield tonight. So you can text me, 701-290-7862. You can text me that you're listening. You can text me kind, complimentary messages and nothing mean. All right? <laughs> That's the rules. you got to be nice. And I'll try to be nice to you, too. The Tell It Like It Is show we is sponsored by the New Life Pentecostal Church of Dickinson, North Dakota. We are located at 501 Elks Drive, which is the former Elks building which we purchased one year ago, and uh, we are just uh, having a great time in that building and planning on filling it up, and that's what we're doing. And uh, that building will seat, uh, make a, it, there's a church sanctuary that would seat about 500 people. So we're working on filling that up, and uh, we still have our old church for sale. So um, it's listed, and it's it's the former church, the New Life Pentecostal Church, 105 7th Avenue West. We'd sure like to sell that. So if anybody here is in the market for a church building, you can certainly contact the realtors and they'll get that straightened out for you. We've got, um, we had some great services today. Our jail service was canceled today. There must have been some problems or something up at the jail. And I was up there, but they, they canceled it. And so um, if you guys are listening from the jail tonight, that's why I wasn't there. We've got a, a a lot of things going on at the New Life Pentecostal Church. We have we have a, a women's prison ministry. We've got a county jail church service on Sunday. We've got a county jail women's Bible study on Tuesdays. We've got a nursing home service at St. Luke's twice a month. Uh, we've got um, a service out at Home on a Range out uh, near Beach. We've got outreach services in Bowman on Thursday nights and in Beach on Tuesday nights. So we've got just a lot of things going on. There's a men's Bible study at Perkins on Friday mornings at 6 o'clock. That's in that back room of Perkins. And uh, we have youth get-togethers Friday nights. We've got just a lot of stuff going on at the New Life Pentecostal Church. And we certainly am using this radio show to invite you. Uh, I'm not embarrassed about that at all. We want you to come. Um, oh, my... You, my wife, she just stepped out, but Jeannie texted and said hello to my wife. We've got Stormy listening from the Philippines tonight. He just emailed me, and you can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We've got somebody here named Cheyenne that said she's she's my number two fan. So apparently my wife is my number one fan, and Cheyenne is my number two fan. 
All right. Well, I, I'll keep looking at these texts, but I better get away from them now. We've got um, we've got Abe in the studio, and there's a guitar in the studio. So I don't know. Maybe Abe might sing. Maybe I might sing. I don't know. Abe, are you up to singing tonight? Maybe he. Yeah, yeah. We got people crying out for Abe to sing. I might sing too, but he didn't look all that excited about it. But so I'm not sure. Maybe he's just having stage fright. All right. First John two seventeen is where we're going to start. First John two seventeen, and this is what it says: And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Now this uh, this radio broadcast is going to be taken directly off one of my discipleship courses that I teach. In every um, every Sunday, while we're having Sunday school for everybody else, we have a discipleship class that I teach that. Um, you have to sign up for and and you can be part of it's 21 lessons we go through some of the basic bible doctrines and this is lesson 12 of those 21 lessons and i just uh, was praying and thinking about what i was going to talk about this is what i talked about in our sunday school class this morning and i want to talk about this on the radio we can know the will of god you can know the will of god and and i i believe that you can I, I believe that um, anybody that wants to can know the will of God. And so it's very, very important that we know the will of God. It's very, very important. Don't you think so, Abe, that it's very important? Yeah, you think so. Now, the words will of God are found 23 times in the New Testament. And this verse said that he that doeth the will of God, 1 John two seventeen abideth forever. And so I want to talk about, I want to dedicate this whole radio show about the will of God. Because it is, if we, without doing the will of God, you will not abide forever. You will not. Now, there is the obvious will of God, and then there's the personal will of God. We're going to talk about both of those tonight. The obvious will of God um and, and here again, uh, Jesus said in John eight thirty one, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And so the obvious will of God is certainly has to do with the word of God, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But the obvious will of God, you don't need an angel to tell you the obvious will of God. The obvious will of God, and here here's my premise tonight right away. I'll just, just kind of let the cat out of the bag. I think that many Americans are struggling with the will of God because they won't do the obvious will of God. For instance, 1 Thessalonians 4.3 says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. So it's the will of God that you don't have sex with anybody or anything except your husband or your wife in a, in a relationship that's one man and one woman. Anything other than that is fornication. And it says, this is the will of God that you abstain from fornication. I'm not speaking about fornication tonight. I'm speaking about the will of God. But you don't have to pray about fornication. Like, it's the will of God that you don't do it. So if you're not married, uh, you shouldn't be having sex with your girlfriend. If you are married, you shouldn't be having sex with anybody else but your spouse. That's the will of God. You see, 
These, this is the obvious will of God. I'm going to really dumb this down. I'm going to make it very simple. But the obvious will of God is not very complicated. Like, for instance, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says that a man should have his hair to be short. And a woman should have her hair to be long. You don't have to pray about that. You don't even have to think about it. If you're a man listening to me tonight that has long hair, the will of God is for you to get a haircut. And if you're a woman that has short hair, the will of God is for you to grow your hair long. That's New Testament scripture. And see, you say, well, why, you know, some of you Pentecostals out there think, why would you talk about this on the radio? Because it's the obvious will of God. It's in the Bible. It's not anything that you have to, uh, to have to, um, go outside of the Bible to find. Now, the obvious will of God, you will never get to the personal will of God if you don't obey the obvious will of God. See, God's will is a progression. With God, you're never going to get to Algebra 102 until you conquer Algebra 101. And that's probably true in high school, too. But with God, it's exactly that way. And I have been 40 years now serving the Lord. I started when I was 20, and now I'm 60. And I have run into, in my life, countless, well, I suppose I could count them, but I, I probably have forgotten most of them, but many, 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 many people that are struggling with the will of God in their life, they say, but they will not do the obvious will of God. For instance, I was over at a house many years ago, and the man was drunk. And I was over there. His wife had had left the house with two of her children, came over to our house. They were our neighbors. And he was drunk and, and being violent. So I went over to the house to get the other two kids. <clears throat> well, when I came to the house, he wanted to fight me. And I said, I don't want to fight. So I sat down on the couch, and he sat down. He goes, Preacher, preach me a message. Preach me a sermon, he said. I said, okay. I said, let's start out by let's get let's dump the rest of that whiskey and stuff down the drain, on the kitchen drain. He goes, I don't want to do that. I said, well, let's kneel down together and pray. He goes, I don't want to do that. So I just sat there. And he goes, you want to fight? And I said, no, I don't want to fight. So I waited for quite a while till he passed out. I listened to his nonsense and then... He passed out, and I got his two kids and brought them over to our house, and they spent the night over at our house, his girlfriend and their four kids. Well, the reason I told that story is the obvious will of God would be to start out by pouring his liquor down the drain. That's the obvious will of God. But he didn't want to do that. Let me just tell you right up front, if you don't want to do the obvious will of God, Pastor Bob will still be your friend. Um, I'll still be kind to you. I, I certainly will welcome you to our church. But if you're not ready to hear the obvious will of God, my prayer would be that when you are ready, that you'd look me up again. Like, I'm not going to write anybody off. You're writing yourself off when you won't do the obvious will of God in your life. If you if you keep telling God, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, God is screaming at you and telling you what to do, but you won't listen. And see, that's why to get anywhere with God, you've got to start by doing what he tells you to do first. 
you know, in my life, I was um, uh, I was a young man. I was 20 years old, and I had a, had developed a drug addiction problem, and I had tried to quit, and I couldn't quit. And I I wanted to quit. I didn't want to be a drug addict. And I was actually pretty miserable once I found out I was one. And I was sitting in my car one night smoking pot, and I heard a voice. And I know you'll think I'm crazy, but I heard a voice saying, get out of your car and throw that pot into the river that you're sitting by, and, and the pipes and all your little paraphernalia. And as soon as I heard that voice, I heard another voice that said, oh, don't do that. That would be a waste of money. You've tried things like this before, and it doesn't work. And the other voice said, no, throw it away. And the other voice said, no, don't throw it away. Give it to your friends. And right then I perceived that I was, this was a a spiritual awakening for me in a really elementary way, but I perceived that I was hearing the voice of God and the voice of the devil. I got out of my car. I threw my pot into this river and my pipe into this little river in Valley City where I was going to college. And I've heard that the fish there are pretty loopy ever since then, is what I've heard. But, but anyway, the um, they don't even go to they don't even hang out in schools anymore, I guess. But the um, I I was I I told some friends of mine later at a party a few days later. I said God told me to quit smoking pot. Now, if you have some cocaine or something, I'll do that. And that sounds so funny to me now. Like uh, that sounds so odd to me. But let me tell you this, I felt like I heard the voice of God in my life, and I obeyed it. And it wasn't too long afterwards that I heard the same voice in my life telling me to get baptized in the name of Jesus. The, the will of God in your life, if you want to know the, the personal will of God, or God's will for you personally, you're going to have to do the obvious will of God that he tells you to. This is the Tell It Like It Is show. Abe's playing the music tonight, 701-290-7862. You can text me. As a change is a man, and the answers are a dime a dozen. Points of view are like sand. Promises and claims They will live 
many roads to heaven, according to that song. Just one road, just one way. That's what Jesus said. If you don't like it, get mad at him. I didn't say that. He said he was the only way. Okay, you're tuned in. Thanks for all the uh, communications I've been having. Good to have the Schmitz listening to us. Um, Justin Bemis, he's in Texas now. Good to have him listening to us. Uh, Dave, my friend from Fargo, said he's coming to see me in church next Sunday. That's pretty neat. Looking forward to seeing you. And we've got uh, Tristan listening, Braden listening, Colin listening, Kate listening, uh, all in that that uh, desolate area north of Belfield, I think. So good to have all of you guys listening. If you want to be part of the program, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. We've got somebody named Becky from Belfield listening tonight. We're talking about you can know the will of God. Uh, the, uh, there's an obvious will of God. For instance, um, it's the obvious will of God that you stay married to your spouse if you're married. That's the obvious will of God. Don't need to pray about it. That's the obvious will of God that you need to pay your bills. You know, that's just a given. You've got to pay your bills. Uh, obvious will of God is that you're not lying. You're not sinning. That's the obvious will of God. These things are, you know, I years ago I had a situation where a friend of mine, his wife had left him. These people didn't go to our church, but they were friends of ours. And um, and anyway, I, I I said, well, she she left him with two children to raise. And I said, would you mind if I called her? And he said, no, go feel free to call. She left me for for another man, but feel free to call her. So I I got her number and I called her, and I called her by name. I said, what's going on with this? Why why did you leave your husband? And she goes, oh, Pastor Bob. Someday, when we look back, we'll see what God was doing in all of this. And I said, so you're saying God is in this? That you left your husband? No, he, he, was, not, he was a good husband. There was nothing wrong with him. She didn't have any complaints with him. And she was trying to say that it was the will of God that she left her husband. Well, the obvious will of God is you're married until death do you part. And maybe I've just made that point over and over now. So number one, we've got the obvious will of God. Number two, of course, we have God's will for us personally. 90% of what you need to know is the obvious will of God. And there's 10% that is very important, 10%, but you'll never know unless you're doing the obvious will of God. Like I've got a grandson sitting across from me here that's running these controls. He likes a girl down in Arkansas. And so... He's praying, and I'm sure she's praying, is it the will of God that we continue our relationship and get married? That's probably what he's thinking. That's an important prayer. I don't necessarily know the answer to that. I like the girl, but I don't necessarily know the answer to it. But see, that's where if you're not living for God and you're not doing the obvious will of God, he probably won't show you what to do here. You know, so who to marry, uh, who to, where to live, where to work. You know, should I have this surgery or not? Or should, you know, what, what, should I homeschool my kids or send them to public? All these different things. You'll never know those unless you do the obvious will of God. Now, the, how to know the will of God in our life? There's five things I want to talk about. And I think I can get to all of them. Uh, only got one person saying, Pastor Bob, sing us a song. Um, the, um, the, uh, this this um, this um, 
topic is really enjoyable for me to talk about, really. I just like talking about it. Number one, the number one way to know the will of God, and I've been saying it the whole time so far, is the Word of God itself. The Word of God trumps everything. The Word of God tells us the will of God. I think we would do well to listen to the advice of Mary, the mother of Jesus, in John chapter 2 and verse 5, when she told some people, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. <laughs> I think I think that would be, uh, if you don't remember anything about this broadcast, just remember, whatever God says to you in his word, do it. Just whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. You know, the word of God is the will of God. It really is. And the Word of God gives us direction on everything. It tells you how to raise your kids. It tells you how to wear your hair. It tells you what clothes to wear. The will of God tells you how to how to spend your money. The will of God tells you who to marry. I mean, the, the Word of God does. The Word of God covers everything. Uh, the Word of God uh, it just, it, it's a, if, and the reason people are so confused about the will of God is many of them don't even care to read the word of God or to try to rightfully discern the word of God or rightly, rightfully, rightfully divide the word of God. So number one, the word of God trumps everything and everything else I'm going to say today, you've got to remember, and I'll keep saying it, everything is subject to the word of God, the Bible. Okay. Number two, after the word of God, we need to have spiritual authority in our lives. Now, this is going to throw some people for a loop, but you need a pastor. You need one. I'd love to be your pastor here in Dickinson. I'd love to be your pastor, but that's not my choice. That's your choice, and it's it's more than that. First of all, you got to find out if I'm preaching the truth or not, according to the Word of God. Not just anybody should be your pastor. I'm not telling you that you should keep going to the church you're going to. I know that's going to go over like a lead balloon for some of you, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, if your church is not preaching the word of God and are just preaching uh, modern day feel good isms and modern day um, or, or ideas that were from creeds that were started hundreds of years after the apostles, I've been, your church has been added on to by all kinds of traditions that aren't even scriptural. No. No, that's not who you should be your pastor. But but not only do you need a pastor, but you pastors need to get into a place where people can trust you. You know, there you'll never know the the will of God if you don't submit yourself to the word of God and to people that are preaching the word of God. And I put that as number 2 because I really believe it. You say, "Well, you believe that because you're a pastor." No, I believe it. I I've got a pastor. You know this. Um, it is a. It is a. Um, it's so interesting to me how people do not want a pastor in their life, and 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 I'm telling you that you'll probably never know the will of God without one. You got to have a pastor. You've got to have a pastor that's submitted to the Word of God, and then. You need a pastor because the Bible says, and I'm going to refer to this a lot, but in Jeremiah 17 and 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So the problem is that we can say we believe the word of God, but we can twist the word of God around because of what we want it to say and then miss a lot of it, just zero in on the parts we want to zero in on, 
and then say we're being submissive to God when really we need a person, an outside set of eyes to kind of tell us what's going on. You're not going to get very far without a pastor. Hebrews 13.7 says, Remember them which have the rule over you and have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. In verse 17 of Hebrews 13, it says, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. You know, this... um, to know the will of God in your life, um, here again, the obvious will of God, it's in the Bible. Then we need, there's another, the personal will of God. For instance, one time I was um, I was really discouraged. I'm, I'm a carpenter by trade. I, I went to college until I, my junior year, and I quit college right after I started serving the Lord, and I... I um, started doing carpentry work. I started working for my brother-in-law, doing siding work. Well, then I, I was um, uh, I started my own crew, and one day it was very cold, and it was uh, I was on a two-story house. My, my helper didn't show up, and I was really discouraged. And while I was so discouraged, I got to thinking, I should go back to college and get my degree. And so I drove over to the church where Pastor Walters, my pastor, was was there I saw his suburban there and I came up the back steps of that church and I knocked on the door and I came in and I told him my plan. I said, Pastor Walters, I kind of feel like the Lord is directing me to go back to college and get my degree. And um, and he um, he said, uh, Bobby said, I don't feel good about it. He said, I think it's because it's cold and your partner didn't show up and you're just really discouraged. He said, I think you should stay doing what you're doing. And I said, Okay, Pastor, and I did. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a millionaire, but I've made a, I've made really good money in the trades, and I I would encourage anybody to go in the trades. They're just been extremely good money for me. I've made a really good living for my family, and uh, and it's just been an enjoyable life to be in the trades. And I I um, and so that little thing right there of being submissive to my pastor made me a lot of money. <laughs> Not that money is the whole thing, but it does take money to live. You see, my heart was telling me to go back to college. I thought maybe God was telling me that. And the Word of God was silent on that subject because there's nothing wrong with working the trades or going to college. But I needed somebody in my life that I trusted, that I knew, that knew the truth. So number one, the Word of God. Number two, spiritual authority in our lives and make sure that spiritual authority is submitted to the word of god that's so important the um and then number three is um you know i i just you know what abe why don't you play a song I'm, before i get to number three text me tonight 701-290-7862 
Greg McCool, you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Thank you, all of you that are texting me tonight, 701-290-7862. Yvonne from Bowman, Sister Brett's from Kildare. I've got I, some people are saying they're my favorite fan, my second favorite fan, and I've got one that said he's my best-looking fan. His name is Warren. He's my best-looking fan. I'm sure that's either in his mother's opinion or in his opinion. Or maybe his grandmother's opinion. Brother Ron, faithful Brother Ron from Beulah is listening tonight. Uh, brother and Sister Gubrood from out near Valley City somewhere are listening. We've got Lauren listening in Fargo. I just didn't know who you were when you were texting me. But I do now. And um, and we've got people saying, sing us a song, Pastor Bob. Maybe I will. We'll just see. I'm not going to get through all these texts, but I really like them. And sometimes if I don't get to your text... During the radio show, I'll, I'll read them afterwards, too. If you've been listening tonight, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the will of God. <coughs> 90% of the will of God is obvious. 10% of it <coughs> is something that we really need to find. But 90% of it's obvious. If you won't do the obvious will of God, you probably won't see a real angel either. Uh, number one in finding the will of God is the word of God. Number two, I put down is spiritual leadership in our life. Um, Let me ask you a question. Who is your pastor? Who is your pastor? If you don't have a pastor, and here again, I'd love to be your pastor, but that's your choice. That's not my choice. You know, and plus the only thing I can do to, to be your pastor, hopefully is that you'd want me as your pastor and that I would be uh, not some kind of dingbat out there that you could actually trust as your pastor. You pastors, listen to me. Don't you sit and talk about politics. Don't you sit and talk about things you don't know anything about when you're preaching. Because that that kind of stuff, um, you're going to lose credibility. The only thing we know for sure anything about is the Word of God. And even that, you better make sure you know what you're talking about. You know, there's no excuse for getting up and preaching things that you haven't studied. or You know, there's no reason. Let me just say this. When you get up, if you're a pastor, when you get up to preach... There's no reason that whatever scripture you're talking about that you don't know at least as much as anybody else in that room about that scripture. There's no reason that you shouldn't know as much. You don't need to know everything. 
But you do need to know what you're saying is true, and you need to know that it's rightly dividing the word of truth. But that is no excuse for you that some of you out there saying, well, yeah, well, I have never found a pastor like that. Could be that you just don't want to listen to anybody. It could be. So number two is that. Number three, to find the will of God in our life is the Spirit of God. Now, the Spirit of God really should be number one, but the reason the Spirit of God is not number one on my list is because the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And so because of that, sometimes we think it's God talking to us when it's our own heart. Like, for instance, if you're a single guy like Connor, He's sitting here in the studio. He's 17 years old. He might see this beautiful Pentecostal lady, and he might think God spoke to him and said, there's your wife. But it might not be God. It might be she's just really beautiful. There's a beautiful lady in the studio tonight that that I think is pretty, pretty, one of my granddaughters. And she's awful pretty. She's a redheaded girl. But, you know, this, this, um, this idea that, the reason the Spirit of God is number three on my list is because I believe so so much that the Spirit of God is everything. But we've got to compare it to the Word of God and to spiritual authority in our life. I have been around a lot of religious kooks that tell me God told them to do this and God told them to do that. And it wasn't God at all. You know, they're just goofy. I mean, I, I told a guy, well, I'm not going to say that in the air. But anyway... Acts chapter 11 and 12, the, Peter said, he was telling a story about how he went to preach for Cornelius, and this is what he said, and the Spirit bade me go with them. So, and if you know the story of Acts chapter 10, you'll understand what Peter was saying. We are not going to take away from the spiritual uh, influence to show us the will of God. Acts chapter 8 and verse 29 then the Spirit said unto Philip, go, go near and join thyself to this chariot. Let me tell you this. If you know the Word of God and you have spiritual authority in your life and you pray, I would not doubt that God will talk to you. He'll show you. Acts chapter 13 and 2, it says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And so they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and then and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. You see, it could have been one of the gifts of the Spirit here used in Acts chapter thirteen, two through four. But I want you to know, I believe strongly in the Spirit in God's moving in our lives, God speaking to us, God showing us, God talking to us. But never think it's the voice of God if it goes against the Word of God. And if it goes against uh, a trusted pastor who's preaching the truth. And let me just add this about the truth. He ought to know how to get to heaven. If you're going to a church, I, I don't know how to spell this out. i got people texting me. I don't think a lot of you, some of you text me, even know what I'm talking about here. But I really think there are people that no matter how plain I get, this, when I say Acts 2.38, it's going over your head. Like you're not getting it. Acts 2.38, that verse, is a direct answer to some people that asked Peter on the day of Pentecost what, did, what they need to do to get right with Jesus. And Peter said, repent 
and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you this. Most Christian churches don't preach that, and the one you're going to probably doesn't, some of you. Let me, let me just tell you this. Many Christian churches don't baptize in the name of Jesus, and they don't baptize at all because they sprinkle, and the word baptize means to immerse. And even if you've been immersed, many Christian churches say, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Well, in the book of Acts, you'll find out the apostles baptized in the name of Jesus. And the reason they did is because they knew that Jesus was saying in Matthew 28 19 that Father and Son and Holy Ghost aren't names. And it doesn't say names anyway. It says baptizing them in the name. So if you're going to a church that doesn't even preach repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, yeah, baptism and repentance work together for the forgiveness of sins. If you're going to a church that teaches baptism is not important for salvation, that's not the right church to go to. It is, you know, I don't care how famous those guys are on TV telling you that. They can say, oh, baptism is just a sign of an inward work. It's an outward sign of an inward work. That's There's a Hebrew word for that. It's baloney. <laughs> it's a baloney. That's, and I, I don't know the deeper meanings of it, but no, it's not a Hebrew word. But anyway, you know what? If it's not important, why did the Philippian jailer get baptized in the middle of the night? You know, if if, if it's not important, why did uh, why did Peter say in his letter that even now doth baptism save us? <laughs> why did Jesus said you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit? Why did Jesus say? In in uh, Mark chapter 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I, I don't want to get sidetracked here, and I'm kind of kind of skipping back to the other one, but let me just tell you this. The Spirit of God, you, you, you've got to obey the Bible plan of salvation before you can really even move forward. All right, well, let me get back. Okay, so number one, I got sidetracked there. Did, did that count against my time? Yes, it did. Boy, I got a lot of people texting me here. Cool. And I think they're all nice. I hope so. The um, Number one, the Word of God. Number two, spiritual authority in our lives. That spiritual authority, as I said, it by minimum should preach the Acts 2.38 message. Minimum. If your pastor is baptizing in the titles, he doesn't say he's sprinkling babies, he's, uh, he's uh, not encouraging people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm not saying to be subject to that pastor. Well, this is kind of a hard-hitting program. I didn't intend it to be like this, but anyway. So Acts chapter 16 and verse 6, Paul said they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Now, and then in verse 7, it said that the Spirit suffered them not to go into Bithynia and Mysa. <coughs> well, the only reason I'm reading those is because I want you to know it's important to be led by the Spirit. And um, but you still need a pastor. You know, there are people listening to me right now. I bet that don't have a pastor. There are people that don't even know they're supposed to have a pastor. And you're tr- telling me I can't find the will of God in my life. 
you know, um, there, there is, um, you're not going to find the will of God in your life because you won't do what God says. You know, uh, okay, let me go on. I'm, I'm starting to sound mean now. And I, this is this is friendly Pastor Bob tonight. Mean Pastor Bob. Okay, he just left the studio. Yeah, kick him out. Connor, make sure he doesn't come back in. Okay, hey everybody. This is, this is happy Pastor Bob. Number four, after you've done one, two, and three, you've got the Word of God, you've got a man of God, you've got, You've got the Holy Ghost leading you. Number four, another way to know the will of God after you've done number one, two, and three is the circumstances of life. I put this as number four because because uh, I don't think we should let circumstances dictate to us the will of God necessarily. For instance, if your wife is mean to you, don't think it's the will of God that you should leave her. Maybe it's the will of God that you should buy her flowers. Be nice to her, you know. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe you just have. Maybe you're just too sensitive. Maybe she's not mean to you at all. Maybe you're just a big baby. That could be it too. You know this. You see the the circumstances of life can direct us. For instance, uh, if you are living for God and serving God, and your wife dies, okay, your wife's dead. Now it's the will of God. You're not married to her anymore. Do you get it? I mean, like God shuts doors. God opens doors. The reason I put this second to last is because just because the going gets tough doesn't mean that's the will of God for you to quit. There's a lot of things. First uh, Thessalonians 5.18, it says, In everything give thanks, or excuse me, Hebrews 10.36, For this, for you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. And so, and so here, what he's saying, you do the will of God, but now you need patience because it's not always easy. Okay, I believe it was the will of God for us to come to Dickinson and start an Acts 238 church here. And we moved here, we actually started driving here about 31 years ago, and we moved here this August 30 years ago. And I believe it's the will of God that we did. But it didn't, it wasn't always easy at first. There were times that it was just my family and I in church. It'd be my my wife and my three kids and I sometimes in church. You know, that's but even then it was the will of God that we were here. Just because it doesn't seem to be working doesn't mean it's not the will of God. But circumstances can help us and direct us sometimes. God does shut doors. For instance, you're praying to um and you think it's God's will that you marry a particular person. They marry somebody else. Jackie, that would be the will of God for you to to accept that and say, okay, they married somebody else now. See, so so the circumstances of life are important. They really are. Uh, and it, so it takes wisdom to know this. It, it takes wisdom to understand this. But I'm afraid some people let the circumstances of life push them around. That's why I put this as number four. You know, um, you know, if, 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 if there's something going on in your life that, that, uh, is tough, like, like for instance, maybe it's your job. Like, like I told the story to start the, at the beginning of the program. It was a cold, cold winter day. Second story house I was putting siding on. I thought the will of God was I should quit siding and go back to college. 
But I had a wise pastor that told me, Bob, you're just discouraged. It's cold today. It's going to get better. You see, don't let circumstances of life necessarily tell you the will of God. And don't even let good, just because something's working out doesn't mean it's the will of God either. Just because everything's going smooth doesn't mean it's the will of God. You know, um, I had a friend years ago that would say stuff like this. And I think about it now, and it was more than once, it was more than twice, but he would say stuff like this, I know it's the will of God that we bought this car because my loan went through. That is really dangerous, because what if you just have good credit, and you get in over your head? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just move to number five, okay? Because I got we got to get Abe to do his part. He's getting mad here because he's I haven't let him get on the air yet. And then people are saying I'm supposed to sing a song. I don't have a clue what song I'm supposed to sing. Like you guys are telling me sing a song, Pastor Bob, and nobody's telling me what. Oh, the I'm a psychiatrist song. You want me to sing that song? Really? I'm 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 a psychiatrist. I might sing it anyway, just to be funny. Okay, number five. The will of God. This is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. Abe's going to tell you all that. Number five, the will of God. you got to use your head, too. You know, I mean, God did give us a brain also. And I'm listing this as, as last because the Bible says that we have to, uh, we have to trust God. Uh, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, he'll direct thy path. Okay, so we understand that that God's word, God's will trumps our understanding. Just because it makes sense doesn't mean it's the will of God. But there's nothing wrong with using your brain either. Um, you know, uh, years ago I had a I had a daughter that was born with some birth defects, and there are people even to this day that think that I was against doctors back then. That's not true. My daughter saw more doctors than probably most people will ever see. But we, when it came to her ankles, the doctor was telling me things like, well, we could try this and we could try that. But we're not sure if it'll work or not. And if we do this surgery, we'll probably have to redo it as she grows over and over. You know, I didn't feel good about it. And I didn't go with it. I was definitely praying my daughter had terrible time walking. She was born crippled, and I I really was praying about it. Well, my daughter was probably 13 years old, and we went to another specialist down in Minnesota, and this specialist told us they did a bunch of nerve testing, and they said it's sure good that you didn't have those surgeries because your daughter would have probably been crippled for life. She doesn't have bone problems. She's got nerve problems. And I know God was directing me, but he was directing me through my brain, too. Because if there would have been a doctor that would have said, here's what's wrong with her, and I can pretty much guarantee if we do this, we'll fix it. We would have had that heart, that we would have had that done in a heartbeat. So number five, you got to use your brain, too. You got to, you got to use your ears. You got to use your eyes. Um, you got to, you know, you got to, you got to. All right, Abe, um, why don't you give out some information? I might sing a goofy song at the end of this. <clears throat> well, this is a Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota. You can visit our church. It's the New Life Pentecostal Church. 
um, located in Dickinson here and um, Sunday mornings we have a worship or Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m. for there's an open discussion Bible study for the adults and then there's Sunday school for the kids at 10 o'clock a.m. Sunday morning and then at 11 o'clock a.m. is our worship service um, and you're welcome to join us. The address to our church is 501 Elks Drive. Um, and uh, that's every Sunday we have service. And also our next service will be Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. It's the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. Um, if you're from the Beulah area, there's an apostolic church there called the Truth Community Church. The address to that church is 223rd Street Northwest. They have service every Sunday morning at 10.30 and on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. That's the Truth Community Church in Beulah, North Dakota. Um, if you're from Beach, you can visit um, a church, a midweek service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center. Um, Brother Joe is the pastor there and um, they'd love to have you join them every tuesday night seven thirty at the beach community center um, also if you're from the bowman area there is a midweek service there as well um, every thursday night at the cornerstone apostolic church um, at seven thirty every thursday night um, the address to that church is 18 north main if you would like more information about anything i just said you can um, email Pastor Bob Simons. Um, his email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Or you can call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Thank you, Abe. And we, um, I've had a couple people request different songs that I'd sing. This song, I mean, okay, so we're going to end the program on a light note. All right, I just made up my mind. Uh, this song is a, a CD that my daughter had years ago, and the lady's name was Julie Miller that wrote this. But I um, always liked this song. I like making fun of uh, psych. Or, um, I like making fun of um, you know pop psychology and and uh, goofy psychiatry and the concept. You know, it's my mother's fault that I did this and all that stuff. And this song says a lot about it, and it's called My New Psychiatrist, and it was somebody asked me to sing it tonight, so I'll do it. Here we go. I want to tell you all about my new psychiatrist. I've had a lot of others, now I really got the best. He's always got the answers, he never has to guess. He's got a lot more experience costs a whole lot less oh yes oh yes my psychiatrist I used to be so nervous I was way past tense I tried to tell my conscience to please stop making sense they said when I felt guilty my mother was the cause but now I know the reason it's only that I was guilty oh yes oh yes my psychiatrist if you got problems, small or large, his therapy is free of charge. For mental health, just take a look. He wrote it all down in a best-selling book. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My psychiatrist. My new psychiatrist is Jesus, if you haven't guessed. He's got a best-selling book, and uh, he's always got the answers if you want to hear them. Let me just say it one more time before I pray. If you aren't ready for what Pastor Bob is telling you, um, you know, I, I'll still be your friend. You're still welcome to come to our church. But you're not going to get any help finding the will of God if you won't do what he's already telling you to do. So when you're ready, come look me up. And uh, we'll still be there. We'll still be wanting to help you. Lord Jesus, tonight... I pray, God, that you'll help all of us be interested in knowing your will. Lord, you've spelled it out. You've made it plain. You've showed us your way. Lord, I know there are people going through things that maybe are difficult. But, Lord, I'm, I'm talking tonight about the majority and mostly what we need to do. Lord, I pray that you just help us. Lord, even though your ways are very simple, they're not always easy to put into place and put into action. But God, we know your word says it's the way of the transgressor or the way of the sinner that's hard. And Lord, I I just pray that you'll just help everyone to be convinced here that you just mean them nothing but good. And that to follow you is the way of light and it is the way of goodness. Just pray in the name of Jesus. Well, next week, Lord willing, at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is show. Thank you, everybody that texted me, emailed me, and that's listening tonight. And come and see us at church here in Dickinson if you live here. Good night.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.